0: Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes, and when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast with Laurel and Laurel. And we are here today diving into a really big topic,
1: aren't we, Laurel? We are, but I'm wondering which topic do we dive into that isn't big?
0: I know, I know. I feel like I open the, open the podcast with that all the time, but it's true. It is
1: true. And where else
0: could we talk about such big topics? One of the things I was thinking about, Laurel, was how I really want to do justice to this topic. I, I want to, like, really invite our listeners into truly feeling into the, the greatness of this topic with us because it's a life-changing topic if we take it seriously, right? And we look at it through new lenses and with different eyes and really think about, you know, how much it's impacted our life, Right.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. bringing that awareness to it is so important because it is, it's is—it's a habitual behavior and a, a habitual thought pattern mm-hmm. that we don't even recognize in ourselves.
0: Yeah. Did we say the topic yet, Laura? You go ahead. You go first. It's judgment.
1: Take a and breath, some, everybody. Judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And sometimes we pretend judgment his opinion and that we're entitled to an opinion yeah yeah and so where is that fine line between Ooh. judgment and our opinion Ooh, laurel diving in deep right out the bat <laughs> laurel whoa <It's> monday <laughs> i know
0: i know i know and you know this idea of what's, what's judgment and what's an opinion, that's really big. And let's weave into that a little bit more. But let's back up before we get there, Laurel, and talk about, I'd like to know for you, when was the beginning of your awareness of the judging that you were doing in your life as a topic, you know, as a habit or as a pattern?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you remember that time? You know, it started when I was working with an energy practitioner, probably five years ago. Uh-huh. And I started becoming so much more aware of my thought patterns. But what really made um, my awareness of judgment? Um, much deeper was during my yoga training. You know, I did the 200 hour yoga teacher training and so much of the philosophy of, um, of yoga is being an impartial observer.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that really, when I started to practice being the observer Mm -hmm. instead of the judge, it really changed things for me. Yeah, yeah. So what about
0: you, you know, I think for me that what's anchored in here, and it may or may not really be my reality. But I, I think it was um, when I was doing the Women's Center work. And so that was in my 30s. And we did we had eight group agreements that we kept in 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 the group process, this group process that I was involved in. And one of the group one of the group agreements was you know no no judging of yourself or others and so that really for me brought up this uh you know constant um looking at myself and looking within to to observe when that was happening within me, right? And how it was coming up and, and the ways that it was coming up. And I know, and I want to say this, you know, for myself, I felt like 2020 became this year of a, a new review of judgment and the way that it lived in me, you know, because I think between the political situation and all the different ways we were dealing with COVID, there was so many opportunities to become really judgmental and handle, you know, the experiences through judgment. And uh, man, I, I worked, 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 and worked it even more and even more deeply to, to come to a place where I could look at something and do it as with as much
1: neutrality as possible. And it was hard, Laurel. Yeah, it is hard. And I can imagine last year yeah. it was that year for a lot of people. It was hard. Not to, you know, have your opinion, have your beliefs of what is right and wrong, and judge others um, based on your criteria, right? right? Your beliefs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that you know, as we as we dive into this topic for our listeners, one of the I think one of the primary things is to understand a little bit about what we're talking about when we're talking about judgment, right? So judgment to me, and then I want you to follow up to Laura with talk a little bit into how it, how you experience it or how you think of it to me is um, when I'm in a state of mind where I'm looking at something and I'm deciding it's, its value, it's merit, and it's right or wrongness. I'm evaluating it through that lens. And, and, and that's really for me, what judging is. So when you think of it for you judgment in that way, what, how do you see it? You know, how do you, how do you look at it and then decide, you know, for you, am I judging? Right.
1: Yeah. Very similarly. I mean, it, it is through my lens Mm -hmm. as if what I think, believe and choose to do is the only way to do it, right. It is the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it is that lens of comparing others to me and and my beliefs. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that takes it into full out judgment is not necessarily the comparison, but the belief that um, you label the other person, you label them with some title, and typically it is a less than view of the other person. Yeah. Or a situation that, you know, it it ties it gets messy for me because it ties into the self-righteousness mm-hmm. and maybe even the ego that my belief system is the right way. Yeah. Um, and I know when I'm judging, when I lose a sense of curiosity. Mm. When I've made up my mind about someone else yeah. or a situation, and I'm no longer curious and open-hearted about it yeah that's
0: a great marker for uh, our listeners to really tune into for themselves and it's also a great um way to begin to counteract the judgment or the judging habits and patterns that we may have adopted over time is because oftentimes it's hard to to get out of a habit or a pattern if it's just part of how we've been groomed and and look we've all been groomed to be in a judging world because The law, our our system was set up under a legal system, you know, and almost all our systems now defer or have the legal system threaded throughout it. So like it or not, we're we're constantly indirectly and directly getting message of right, wrong, good, bad, you know, in or out of the law, right? The, the, The 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 books that we've all written that have decided these things. And so it's really hard not to be truly truly have habits and patterns that are um, judging
1: within us? Absolutely, and even when you think about it through kind of our daily life, you know whether it's in the workplace, in a community, um, you know, even in in a in a religious community, in a in a in a church setting, you know, um, there's always the rules. There are rules and expectations, and so that it's hard to know. Just because I don't follow the rules exactly, you know, or just because the other person that you may be observing yeah. is not a compliant 100% rule follower. Yeah. Um, is that, is that, does that entitle us to judge that person? Yeah. So yeah. it does, it. They, it shows up everywhere. It does. It really
0: does. And it complicates, you know, our ability to like think clearly for ourselves. I think, I think that's yeah. one of the things that's really, for me, been the most detrimental when I've been able to look, you know, with as fresh eyes as I can at my own judgment, is it, it really, it deters me from being able to like, see things just simply for what they are, right? Yeah. It takes a lens and it puts a, it puts a lens right over it, you know, that colors it all in a certain kind of way. And, and, And I know, you know, oftentimes not in a great way, but I want to talk, speak into the opposite of that too, Laurel. Yeah. Because I feel like that's really important and really important for our listeners, um, is this idea of, you know, we can we can be judging and, and, and think that you know uh, judging is only bad if the p- other people are coming up shorter. How that can be harmful, right? Or or less than. But it, it really can be very self harmful if we're judging and something we see it we we see it as way better than us, right? Or more more important or whatever the right words are, right? That really then we jump into this whole self judgment and self evaluation that can be so harmful.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. You know, I really was thinking about our judgment of others, but, um, we often judge ourselves worse or harsher than we judge other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we do it probably more often. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which for us ultimately makes us feel unworthy, right? Unlovable, less valuable, all these things that really, ultimately can wear away at our self, our self-esteem and sense of ability to, to move forward the way that we want to. And so that's why this topic is so important because mm-hmm. it can be such a limiter in our ability to create the life we want to be living and experience what we want to
1: experience. Yeah. It, and it, when I think about it being a limiter, because we train our brain through our thoughts mm-hmm. and if we are not, you know, giving us a fact check with our own thoughts yeah. um, then we fall into those patterns yeah. of really harsh self-judgment self
0: yeah
1: yeah
0: and well, when how, we're yeah go ahead go I was
1: ahead. gonna say so how do you call yourself out yeah. you know when you find yourself in a pattern of self-judgment yeah what, how do you how do you stop that
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think that, uh, what I've learned about myself and I think everybody has to do their own self-examination on this to, to discover how you discover in yourself when judgment is coming up. But for me, generally it's a feeling. And one of the, one of my markers for, um, my portal, so to speak into, into judging, right. Or self-judging tends to come from, um, when I start to shut down or withdraw from a situation. And usually that's a fear, some fear of rejection or some fear of exposure or involvement in ways that I don't wanna be involved or whatever. And so I can usually feel myself pulling away and beginning to shut down. And that usually can go from there into a sense of judgment. You know, like there starts the self-talk about why it's okay to do that. And, you know, well, that person over there is not safe and they're this and they're that or whatever, whatever it is. Right. And so for me, you know, coming to understand my judgment has been a long, you know, self reflection, looking at self understanding what my patterns are. And so I think everybody has to go through that, you know, for themselves. How about you, Laurel? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, before I get into me, I want to ask so is it your fear, the fear that comes up? Is it the fear of being judged by other people that has you withdrawing?
0: I think, um, yes, I think that my, I've really spent a lot of time looking at like, what are my baseline fears? And I think my primary baseline fear is fear of rejection. And so I think, and I do think that that's fear of judgment. Ultimately, if I'm being judged, I'm being, some, some part of me is being rejected um or could be being rejected. And uh and so yeah, I would say yes. The answer to that is yes.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Um thank you for answering that. And I think that, you know, there's a um we've talked about boundaries. Have we talked about boundaries in a prior issue? In a prior, not yet. It's on our list. It's on our list. So when you think about, you know, judgment and boundaries, that's that's another area that Mm Um, we may be protecting ourselves by worrying that others are judging us or we may be protecting ourselves by judging other people. And that, you know, that gets really difficult to decipher, you know, and for me, it's not a feeling. um, It's the curiosity. I start to know, you know, my, if I am on the verge of judging someone else, um, because I lose my sense of curiosity and wonder about that person. I've already made up my mind, yeah. right? The jury is out. Yeah. Um, I've made up my mind about someone. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I probably have some tendencies too, where, you know, worrying that other people are judging me keeps me from being my full self. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, probably the fear of other people judging me is what led me to live many years as a people pleaser, yeah. you know. And we've talked about this: being yeah. who other people want me to be, need me to be, because I was afraid of of what they would think about me. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, that fear of you know rejection and not belonging is so
0: big in all of us. Yeah, it is. It's in all of us. It's a survival. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, yeah. these baseline fears are, are a lot of, in the, in the early part of our life, they were about survival. You know, yeah. how do you adapt in a way where you get your needs met and you can exist in the world and go forward the way that you want to? And and usually by adulthood, um, we've done that and we need to review all of those ways that we've adopted to get by in the world because they can now become limiters they might have Mm -hmm. allowed us to survive but then they they they've they've run their course so to speak and so we have Mm -hmm. to we have to evolve evolve ourselves into new ways of of being in the world yeah we do yeah yeah and
1: and playing the role of an impartial observer is not what we are trained to do yeah um and and it just came to mind you know if we talk about a difference of opinion. You know, if you told me your favorite color was what is your favorite color Laurel? What
0: I, it, I you know, I, the yellow comes into my mind but I have they're all now my favorite colors really.
1: Yeah. So if you told me your favorite color was yellow and I my favorite color is green, I wouldn't judge you because you have a different favorite color. Right? Right. Um and yeah. imagine if we could bring that I know. Light-hearted curiosity in all of the ways that we are different from other people.
0: I know. It would just be so refreshing. And it would be uh, we would be creating more and more sacred space everywhere and, and play environments where we could show up and really be ourselves and allow others to be themselves as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about judgment and self-judgment because I feel like we've come close to diving into that a little bit. Yeah. But we haven't really gone there. And I think that, you know, I know Laurel, one of the, one of my journeys with looking at judgment was uh, like recognizing that whenever I'm judging somebody else or something else, that I would hold myself to that same standard. So I'm judging myself, right? Oh yeah. Ultimately that judgment, whatever judgment I hold for someone else, I'm, I'm hold it for myself as well. And so this is one of the biggest ways to begin to free yourself from self judgment mm. is to challenge yourself when you're judging others and to own that you judging yourself as well. And that's not always easy.
1: That's it is a not.
0: Deeper part of the work, right? It is. And
1: going as deep as is that something, whatever it is you're judging a behavior, um, you know, a belief an opinion, is that the topic of your judgment or the characteristic of that other person? Is that something that you do not trust yourself to, Mm -hmm. to, to live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if you're judging them for behavior, is it because you've lost trust in yourself that you can live that behavior that yeah. you hold as an ideal or, you know, a right? Yeah. Uh, something, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also how is it, how is it being demonstrated in you? Like you might look at the other person and think, ju- be judging them. Like, let's say um, you're judging somebody for being, um, well, we do a lot of self-centered, right? Let's, that's a, that's a really good topic for today, listeners, right? I don't know how you out there, but it's a topic that comes out a lot in these, in the world today, right? Mm -hmm. Is this, it judging somebody for being self-centered or self-absorbed or self whatever, right? And we've, this is another podcast. So go back and find our podcast on um, being uh, self, self-care, self self-centered as self-care, self-right, self, selfish as self-care. And um, how do we, how does that show up? So when you see it in somebody else, right? The question is, how does it show up in you? And it may show up differently in you, but it's still
1: there. Right. It is there. Yeah. And yeah. oftentimes, perhaps what we're judging someone else for, especially in that instance, you know, someone that I might consider self-serving, you know, or selfish um, is my judgment because I have a hard time setting boundaries for myself. And so I judge someone else perhaps for setting really hard and fast boundaries and not, not, Caring about other people is my judgment, but it may just be a good indication of, hmm, maybe that's an area that I should practice more. Yeah. 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 It's interesting.
0: It it is interesting. And and it's really it's a beautiful pathway, I think, to um, both uh, self-awareness and uh, personal growth, because if you can do that hard look right at judgment when you're judging somebody else mm-hmm. and then ask yourself, you know, where am I? Right? How how does that show up in me or how does that live in me? Then you have the opportunity to do some of that shadow work. But oftentimes it's really hard to do, right? Yeah. It's hard to look at ourselves and say you know oh I, I i don't want to be selfish you know i just want to be self you know serving to others and i'm here to whatever you know these glorious lofty ideas of how we want to be and yet you know we all have a selfish aspect we all it shows up somehow some way The question is how and if it's disguised as something else in your mind so you don't have to own it as selfish You know, that's some work to do. And if you've discarded it altogether, like you say, and you don't know how to be selfish enough, then you can't, oftentimes you're, you can't live the life you want to
1: live or, or really be the person you want to be. You know, and, and another example that comes to mind as we're talking is, you know, the compliant rule follower that I was conditioned to be. Me too. too. And, and perhaps when I was younger, my judgment of those that did not follow the rules perfectly Mm -hmm. you know and perhaps my judgment was really deeply rooted in my desire to be a little more courageous and speak my own opinion and beliefs Mm -hmm. and maybe not be a compliant follower in some instances and I didn't I didn't have the courage to do that yeah when I was younger and so it is I think that is such a great exercise for our listeners you know Bring your awareness to where you judge, and then bring it in the inner work yeah. of what what can I learn from this judgment yeah. about myself? Yeah, yeah.
0: And how? Um, and I think we might have started here, um, uh, but it could be running in with something else. I'm thinking of. But how is judgment um, part of your defense mechanism in the world? Right. Like, I think that when we start to look at how we're judging, part of what we can see as we do this work is how it's a it's often a protection mechanism, right? To protect us from um, feeling things we don't want to feel or acknowledging something in ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge or a way of seeing the world that feels more controlled, right? This is like a defensive posture way of defending ourselves and keeping ourselves In the illusion of safety
1: that word illusion is really (laughs) fitting in this because that is how we keep ourselves safe you know i think that judgment for in my life i see it most often when you know it, it ties into the differences between people differences of opinion differences of belief differences of you know behavior or activity Maybe even differences of culture, religion—you know—our differences tend to be the things that we judge. I mean, I don't know if any—if I ever judged someone on something, the likeness, right, the similarities—that <laughs> right. there's nothing to judge there. Right. Um, and so, when you think about, you know, how we live in the world, especially you know, keeping ourselves safe by being in our comfort zone and being with people exactly like us and never having to challenge my belief system with someone else or never exposing myself, making myself vulnerable to having my belief system challenged. Those are all safety mechanisms. Yeah. Um, And I think you're right. I think that we, you know, judgment can be a safety mechanism that we practice in our life to keep us safe.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, really that's kind of the premise of of the way that the law has worked, right? The law is the intention of law, quote unquote, in a society is to keep people safe. Right. Right? Yeah. And so um, it's just when it's taken to the extreme or taken in a way where, you know, you have to have that lens in order to have a discussion or whatever, it becomes that's when it becomes its opposite, which is now it's not a safe place because you are judging my own thoughts or beliefs or opinions. Right. And so then now it doesn't feel safe anymore. And that's anything taken to its extreme becomes its opposite. And that's a great example of that.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, and what a nice tie to, you know, how do you, how do we practice our voice? How do we define our values Mm. and how do we learn about others, you know, and, and grow, learn and grow. if judgment, if we're always um, judging,
0: yeah, maybe.
1: and so can we practice somewhat of an impartial observer in order to learn and grow, and to help us better define our values and to be able to use our voice in a way that we're we're curious and inquisitive about other people who are different from us mm-hmm. in a non-judgmental way. Yeah. Yeah. That's great,
0: Laurel. I love the idea of, you know, tying this back to using your voice. Right. So it's how do you speak to yourself in your own mind as well as how you're speaking out loud? Like this is all that's all part of your voice. And to be able to begin to monitor that and to develop a new language. It's almost like I know when, um, you know, we've talked about this before, I think, is uh, when I was trying to stop being a people pleaser, you know, I couldn't just say no, at the beginning, I was so used to saying yes, and have accommodating language, and I can do that, or sure, I'm happy to do that, or I can find a time to do that, right? It's like, how do you begin to find the language and the phrasing that fits with a different way of being and speaking into the world, right? So I couldn't just jump to no. it was too hard, it was too big of a leap to make. So I did the, you know, one of the, things I used and and I still will use it on occasion because it's really more my reality is I'm not sure I have to think about that I'll get back to you right when somebody asks not an immediate yes there's a consideration there's a period of consideration and um, and we have to all kind of begin to develop that language of curiosity and less black and white and more gray and more, you know, time to think about things and consideration, right? These are all words and, and phrases that we, 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 com- we get comfortable with when we start to use them. We do. And I,
1: I want to ask about, as you were in that practice of, mm-hmm. of not being as much of a people pleaser and learning new language, mm-hmm. tell me about the self-judgment at that time. How were you judging yourself? Yeah, yeah.
0: I would say that I probably had already suspended some self-judgment in order to get to that place. I think that I had I had to recognize that I was in a people pleasing pattern. I I needed to stop judging myself for that, so I could stop it because. If I judge it, I usually tend to go to the opposite, and that doesn't help either. So it's it was yeah. I think I had suspended judgment, and I and I think that I had to be okay just feeling a little disappointed that that's how I had, was showing up, and that's what I was doing, um, and just be okay that that's where I was. You know, I think working with judgment and and eliminating judgment has a lot to do with being able to. To, to recognize and then not go into right judging yourself for judging or judging yeah. yourself for a, a habit that you don't want to be in anymore. Like the practice becomes very real and, and time sensitive. Like, no, now is the time to stop judging. So here I am, I did this thing. That's all I knew, or that's what I thought was the right thing to do at that time. And now I can do it differently. Right. But it's going to take a little work to get
1: into that habit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, typically we are harder on ourselves than we are on other people. And so that loving self-kindness um, to overcome the judgment, right? So, you know, I find myself when I judge myself, beat myself up for some behavior that I'm trying to change. One, I appreciate the judgment because it gives me a strong indication of something I'm want, maybe a goal, maybe something that I know isn't representative of my best self. Right. So, you know, welcoming the self-judgment as, as a messenger Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the loving self-kindness of being aware of it, recognizing it and knowing that I am the one who can use it to my advantage in a softer, kinder, gentler way.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So, but it's hard. It's really hard it's because self-judgment can be a motivator, a messenger, but it can be, you know, very uh, detrimental to our
0: well-being. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these are some of the kind of uh, practices. You know, the habits and the practices of of softening you know, softening around how we experience ourselves on the inside and how we speak to ourselves on the inside and, 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 and that harshness and that rigidity, you know, softening it up. Right. Um, I always think of in Chinese medicine, um, you know, rigidity is death, right. Flexibility is life. And so those two things always, you know, like fit together, like judgment, judgment is pretty rigid, usually, you know, black or white, yeah. Right. Wrong, you know, it's very rigid. And so to be able to soften up around that. Right. And to to uh, work with that in in a way that feels good is 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 a beautiful journey. You know, I invite all our listeners into this journey with us because it's hard work to, to look at ourselves. Right. And to to acknowledge when we're being judgmental or being um, really harsh with other people. Right. And harsh with ourselves. But it's the opportunity then to do it differently. Yeah.
1: And the question, I love the question of what am I afraid of, right? So yeah. you know, as I'm judging someone, yeah. what is it that I'm afraid of?
0: Oh, Laurel, you just gave the, a great assignment for our, <laughs> our, our listeners today, right? Is that is a beautiful invitation to everybody. When judgment comes up, what am I afraid of?
1: Hmm. We'll have to play with that this week and see what comes up.
0: I will. I will. As soon as I find myself in any kind of judging situation, I'm that's the, that's. I'm going to really. I'm going to attach a little thread to those two <laughs> things for me, you know, because I think what am I afraid of is the perfect, the perfect question to ask ourselves. Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. So what else do we want to leave our listeners with as we wrap up? This is, this is such a big topic. I know we, we went to a lot of places that might feel hard to go to today or places where it might even gotten a little confusing to our listeners. Like, Ooh, that's, uh, that might be a little too deep, but it's okay. You know, I think this is the idea is to invite yourself into the experience of looking at your judgment and wonder you know about how your life might feel different i would say that for me the biggest benefit of working on my own self-judgment and judgment of others has i feel free inside myself in ways i've never did before how about you Laurel? what do you feel like the result is from doing that work of um you know letting go of judgment and self-judgment
1: you know i feel um that i am more open to receive experiences I never would have otherwise, mm. right? So it, I yeah. think that approaching things, you know, without judgment opens me up to experience more.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's great. That's great. An opportunity
0: then. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. So, our for our listeners, what am, what are you afraid of? being able to look at when judgment comes up, you know, asking yourself, what are you afraid of? And I think that, um, you know, for self-judgment, right, is what what does that have to do with your past? How is that tied to like an old belief system in self-judgment? I feel like oftentimes if we're willing to do that digging in work a little bit, it's the time to, that we can really have a big shift in our, in our possibility, you know, in our life possibility. Because if we are living an old belief that doesn't really fit with us and isn't really who we really are and what we really believe, to unveil that and to really live into what you truly believe is so fabulous in so many yeah.
1: ways. Right. Yeah, and I think the um, question that comes to mind for me in thinking about the past: Are you, you know, am I living an old belief system? Is is it my belief or is it my conditioning?
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, whose belief was it that I am living? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, Laurel, I hope I hope our listeners feel like we did good justice to the topic today of judgment it's a it was a big one it was a tough one we'd love to know your thoughts we'd love to know your comments we'd love to know your challenges with judgment so that we can support you on your journey of really releasing judgment and self-judgment because it's such a
1: beautiful path isn't it it is really a beautiful path yeah Um, i think i heard you just invite them to judge us
0: I did. I invited them to let us know their thoughts and their Absolutely. opinions. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. With,
1: with loving kindness, please. With,
0: with loving kindness, <laughs> generosity, and curiosity.
1: That, oh, those three are those three are key. Yes. Yeah.
0: Thanks so much, Laurel. It was great talking with you today and digging into this topic for our listeners.
1: Loved it. And me too. It's always wonderful to be with you and. To be diving into some deep topics yeah with our listeners
0: all right i'll see you next time bye bye for now thank you for joining us here at beautiful work beautiful life the podcast we welcome questions from you our listeners feel free to send one along if you enjoyed the podcast the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.